Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and as usual, I'm joined by the lovely Ola. Hey, guys. And Betty. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? We're thriving. I'm actually so happy today. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm I, I'm happy today as well. But um, yeah, the reason why my voice sounds the way it does is that I am absolutely full of a cold. So just bear just just bear that in mind. You sound a bit croaky. Just and be fantastically, nice to me. you are hosting the episode today. So yeah, fun coincidence. I I was losing my voice yesterday. I went to a wedding yesterday. And I felt fine. And I think going to the wedding pushed me over the edge because it was just a long day. Can I just say, we were talking about this before, but I have to say it again. Gee, your hair is superb right now. Isn't it so good? I love it. It's so good. This is literally all Betty. Betty does my hair for me. She's my stylist. When are you going to come and do my hair? I need highlights and lowlights, babes. Yeah, because she she did all the dyeing for me. And then yesterday before the wedding, she styled it for me as well. So it's still got like a little bit left. Oh, a little bit of a zhuzh. I always said if I liked people, I would be a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah well, but unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> well, why are you on a podcast well I guess you only have to speak to the same two people and then like sometimes well, my problem right is, is I'm not I've never been good at small talk and hairdressing is one of those careers where you need to be excellent at small talk we're on a podcast yeah but it's not yeah small but I feel talk, like podcast it? yeah podcasting is okay. like the most antisocial way to be like a pub to have like a public thing I, you like just, it's super antisocial you know what i mean you like lock if, yourself in a room and talk to like two of your friends if i could <laughs> that's all we do do be hairdressing and then whoever came in was like tell me about your hyperfixation of the week then i thrive <laughs> because this is all this podcast is is me just talking about whatever i'm hyperfixated on but that's not what happens. You have to be interested in like their lives and their drama and their gossip. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, What did we read? We read Gothicana by Rue Nix. It was really good. <gasps> this Holy this was shit. my pick. Yeah. I wow. love Rue Nix's writing. It's very different to, I think, anything else that's out mm-hmm. there at the moment. Um, Can I just say something? I was amazing. stressed because you were like, it's nothing like we've ever read before. And I'm like, there's going to be a tentacle dick somewhere. Like <laughs> something's really going to turn. It was amazing. It, it was a vibe. It was It was like a little bit of like a thriller, horror, mystery romance, which I reckon is pretty fun. I don't, I quite like reading a horror every now and then. It was, so this was like it, the best of both worlds. But- both worlds objectively incredible book it was a so good it was dark mm. but it wasn't emotionally dark you know what i mean no it was the vibe like the the tone of her writing she's amazing at setting this yeah like the overarching tone so obviously like the gothicana it's set in like this old castle mm-hmm. and it's she makes it so creepy and it's so like you feel kind of like creeped out when you the hear best way girl. i could describe it is it made me think of the tv show wednesday yeah oh, it does that. a bit eh? it's that sort yeah. of vibe it's like that yeah. paranormal-esque but not really like everything has a logical like explanation for like the theories behind why it could be paranormal but it's like just 
a little bit outside of reality enough to be believable. Yeah. I was a little bit anxious because of the schizophrenia that you guys would just be like, no, it was depicted so poorly, blah, blah. I'm like, but I really like it. it. Was genuinely, <laughs> it was depicted on it. really well. Like, in yeah, I wasn't schizophrenia sure. Because it wasn't demonizing. It wasn't justification for, like, awful acts. Like, my problem is when, like, when you use mental health as a reason for someone to be a bad person, but, like, schizophrenia was used as, like, a plot point as to why someone might be questioning their mental health but like the overall conversation around her mother was like inherently positive like she was a good mom she didn't cause any harm she just was struggling and and like the shock and how amazingly she did yeah like it was a positive interpretation of how someone may live with schizophrenia and it was done probably quite accurately and really well so i left the book like feeling fine yeah and because it wasn't that the book wasn't about like her or her mum like having schizophrenia you know what I mean like it was just it was one of the plot points that was used to further develop the story itself like, like it wasn't was part though. of the well, it was, it made I feel like it wasn't like a main one yeah it was just something that like assisted the plot to move because mm. the main plot really? was like the mystery of like people dying I feel like the main plot was her hearing voices and being afraid that, was just that like a she tool. had schizophrenia Nah, I, th- I don't think that was the main plot. I think that was like a secondary plot that was used as a way to shift okay. the main plot forward. Yeah. Either way, um, it was great. I kind of had like so flashbacks to Pen Pal and was like, it's the same a bit. kind of vibe. It's the same kind of like yeah. good, it's yeah. a good dark romance, but it's not shocking and it's not emotionally damaging, even though Pen Pal was, but like not in like a, you know, <laughs> you didn't leave the book being like, oh my God, I feel awful about myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I left the book a tiny bit disappointed. We'll get because it. not everything was like wrapped up. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, we will get. But into I know that, that there is yeah. another book coming out in August. A, it's a, but it's a prequel. So I'm pretty yeah. sure the prequel will tell us what the story is behind yeah. it. Yeah, it'll give us more oh, information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Should we get into our ratings? It was a hundred. Oh, it gets five. a five. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all the five. Yeah, five is a across the board. Such She's amazing. Five. Yeah, which is actually yeah. really nice I'm... considering the books that we've recently read have not. Yeah, been so high apart from Tessa Bailey's book, but the books prior to that. Mine yeah, fucked. Yeah, we have a bit of a. Oh, mine fucked. Was good. But mine fucked was the first book we did. Yeah, this yeah. And then we did, like, it was a long time and ago. Then we did Icebreaker and Does It Hurt? And we didn't enjoy those books. I can't <laughs> talk about Icebreaker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, I can't even think about it because now there's like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a movie out. I don't, oh, don't tell me. I don't want to know. No, I actually, and I'm in a chat with an author who's coming on next week and we've got some other people on it. And or one of the Australian girls loves Icebreaker and I hate it so much. And somebody ordered it and then she's like, I don't know if I should like return it or not. I'm really stressed out. And I'm like, return it. And the other one's like, keep it, keep it. And I'm like, don't listen to her. It's fucking shit. It's a book that's popular. Read it if you want to read it. It's You make your own opinions. Form your own opinions. about it every week. That's it. It's done. No more. No more. Talking more about Runix as well, I think that she is legitimately one of the best authors that I've been reading at the moment. She's got like so. heaps of planned projects at the moment, but like she's also, I think she's independent and she's notoriously private. So she doesn't post anything about herself. She doesn't hold herself to any deadlines like book release dates or anything like that. She just releases shit one day when she's ready. 
and she just seems like a really cool person um her dark verse series which is like the predator, predator yeah. the reaper the annihilator all those they were insane they're probably the best mafia books i've ever read are they mafia Mm-hmm. They're like organized crime mafia sort of. Oh, yeah. shut up! Yeah. What yeah. am I reading next? That. Yeah, and they're, they're <laughs> you know, I thought that remix well. would just be like all horror, kind of gothic, kind of. No, it's definitely dark romance, but gothic kind of is really quite different from the dark verse so series. So unique. Yeah, very. I did compare it when I was telling Biddy about it originally, the first time I read it because I read it a wee while ago. I was like, do you remember the My Immortal fan fiction? It, it is a little bit My Immortal. It is a little bit. It's like this really famous fan fiction that's just been sort of like, memed. I don't know, memed a lot. And it's about like this girl and she's, you know, like she's super gothic and like, you know, all this stuff. I can't believe and you I was never like, read It kind of reads like, I was, I was telling Betty about it. I, was, I said it reads Have like saying My meme? Immortal, but good. Have you read My Immortal? I don't read fan fiction. Uh, it's not, but it's like it, it's it, so like, popular. It, oh my ex- god! I don't. No, no. Like, it, I found out what, what pad was from you guys. No, when no, no. no when have I read fan fiction? <laughs> I don't think it point. can be classed as fan fiction. It's so outside of the world of fan fiction. Now it's its own independent thing outside of like anything. Like it is obviously fan fiction. It's like a Harry Potter fanfic, but it's so independently its own piece of literature. Oh my god, it's are like we a talking about this fucking no, no, Dramini like, shit? No, no, no. It's, no, this it's is a, like, no, this is like different. This is like a different to realm. like the fucking Bible. Like, yeah. It's, you cannot <laughs> say that, Betty. No. I, not, like, it's like so bad. Like so, so bad. It's like the worst piece of, piece of writing to like ever exist that it's so popular. And there's like heaps of like mystery so surrounding like the, the girl that wrote no, it. It's worse. It's worse, so much worse. How this was like is the, that possible? This is it's literally just like a fourteen-year-old girl's musings. Like that's all it is. I'm not interested in that shit though. Like I honestly but, don't even have time to read the books that we're meant to be doing for the podcast. Yeah. And on top of it, I'm like, but I want to read this, so I'm reading like seventeen books a week, trying to keep up with everything that I want to do. I don't have time for this shitty writing. Yeah, that's but in terms of like my model the vibe that Gothicana has is the same vibe as my immortal if my immortal was good so mm. it really gives off like a dark academia gothic vibe i love dark all academia. i can think of is evermore right now or whatever that artist's name is very, oh um evanescence evanescence yeah yes. very evanescence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it gives up doesn't evanescence she have vibes. a song called my immortals or something I don't know. i think so yeah, um, that's I all know. I can no. think about right now, and I've just got like <laughs> screeching in my ears. Actually, anyway. I think I think I think my model was named that after the Evanescence song. There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty, should I read the blurb? Yes, please. Yeah, we should probably get to it. Okay. Let me pull it up. Okay, an unusual girl, an enigmatic man, an ancient castle. What could go wrong? An outcast her entire life. Corvina Clem is left adrift after losing her mother. When she receives the admission letter from the mysterious University of Verenmore, she accepts it as a sign from the universe. The last thing she expects, though, is an old and secluded castle on top of a mountain riddled with secrets, deceit, and death. An enigma his entire life, Vad Deverell likes being a closed book but knowing exactly everything that happens in the university. A part-time professor working on his thesis, Vad has been around long enough to know the dangers the castle possesses. 
and he knows the moment he his past crossed with Corvina, she's dangerous to everything that he is. They shouldn't have caught each other's eye. They cannot be. But a chill-inducing century-old mystery forces them to collide. People have disappeared every five years for over a hundred years, and Corvina is getting clues to unraveling it all, and Van needs to keep an eye on her. And so begins a tale of the mystique, the morbid, the macabre, and a deep love that blossoms in the unlikeliest of, pla- of places. Who the fuck is walking oh. around like an elephant in your house? I'll just be out there <laughs> making him home. <laughs> um, it's just life. We live in a very Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I've given up today. Um, so good. Oh, so Beautiful so love. Good. It is good. The, the macabre, the morbid. Love it. There's something about it. I actually thought you were going to hate this book, Ola, because there was... You guys do not understand me. No, no, just wait, just wait, because there was a point I remember in the podcast where we were talking about books we don't like, I think it was in the Soul to Keep episode, and you specifically Mm -hmm. mentioned that you stray away from books that involve things like Oracle and like Tarot and Fate and Universe and that entire like aspect of... We'll talk about what I don't hands. like. <laughs> yeah, so we get to and it. this is a very the big tarot drove me fucking nuts. I thought yeah. I was gonna knock someone out. Because this is a very big part of the book. It was like putting your trust and faith into the universe, and I was like, I was gonna hate you. Well, no, I loved I it. that part, but well, I'm gonna tell you what I loved about it. Is that okay? Because I feel like yeah, we're go for it. Go yeah, go on. Yeah, start us off with a with your favorite. My favorite part is that when you first read the book. Runix writes, I'm mostly doing this from Corvina's point of view because I want you to feel like she does and not understand what Vad is doing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I felt that the whole way through and I felt like the confusion and the like like the doubt the growing love but also the doubt and like just the mix of emotions and I thought that, that was written so well and it was so it like sucks you in. There's not many, lately I have to say there's not many books where I'm like, oh, I have to finish it all immediately. But this book, I was like, I cannot put you down. I think the last one that we did like this was my fucked for me. Yeah. Where I was yeah. like, I cannot put you down. I need to know what happens because it just, we all know I'm a little bitch. I'm scared of everything. This book freaked me out. Don't get me wrong. But objectively, it is fucking amazing if you love horror. Mm. yeah I think it's well like that that feeling of like not being able to put a book down that's what like every reader in the world aspires to yep. enter like everybody aspires to enter that state you know that's why we read it's the best feeling on earth it is. it's amazing to be completely at mercy to whatever happens in this book but your emotions like your day like things that are happening in your life completely dependent on things that happen within a book is like the best feeling in the world oh god Absolutely. yeah like, cause what about I, you, Betty? Did you have a favourite part? Yeah, I think it was, like, a common theme throughout the book is this sense of, like, loneliness, right? Like, this our, our ideal of just, like, not only being loved, but, like, being understood. And I think it was explained so beautifully. And it, yeah, I don't know how to, it, like, actually, not in, like, a negative way, but, like, I felt it. Like, the, the only thing... There's nothing better than being loved, but also being understood. And it, I think in a romance books, it's often like, I love you, blah, 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 like that instant connection, that instant feeling of love that very much like we meet, we're happy, we're in love, like everything's great. But like 
for the author to sit down and be like, I love him, but I don't think he understands me and that's not what I need. It was, it was sweet. It made the love sweeter for me. It made it feel like a genuinely authentic romance. Yeah. That was so cute. Yeah, <laughs> Look at you with your little heart. Yeah. I think he's yeah, a little cutie. Like- like especially like feeds into that as well like with Corvina obviously looking after herself like being very self-sufficient and not knowing if dad is like evil or good like to what extent he's involved in like the like disappearances that are happening and her just going like well I need to do like what's best for me like I like that's that's it she's not just blind about it I have another favorite bit I'm so sorry to (laughs) but this is really important you know how the last few books, I'm like, oh, I've, I worked it out pretty early, like who it was. What I, didn't have a clue. Didn't know. Didn't no, have a clue. Yeah. I was like, there could be 17 different options. Like I was convinced it was the administrator and then I was like convinced it was, you know, one of the guys and then I was convinced it was the bully chick who ended up not being a bully like yeah. and, and then she was because they give you all like they they every character is presented as like a shade of gray like they're all like a bit good a bit shit so you yeah. don't know like they're yeah. all questionable and it I'm could so have been bad. also the way that she put it it also could have been Corvina in some way because maybe she was having like an episode you don't know yeah. exactly. and it was so just good. like oh my god I love that I because love it's yeah. nice to be shocked by an author like That's where they I mean. can get you yeah. I think I'm like on pen a train. Pal, the shock. I'm on a train of enjoying books where I know just as much as a character knows. That unreliable native like narrator vibe. Because I'm currently reading the Ravenhood series and it's the same thing. Oh my god, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like the same thing. Like you know as much as the character knows, and if the character doesn't know anything, you don't know anything. And that can be nice because a lot of romance books are like split POV, so you both you know exactly what's happening all of the time because you get both characters' perspectives. But it's nice to not know. It's nice to be equally as confused. Pen pal. Yeah, yeah pen, pen pal. pal. It does give pen off pen pal, pal vibes. Yes. Uh, the book. Yeah, like, the, like the level of darkness like and emotion. It's just yeah. clever. It's and so it's sort clever. Of like, yeah, because oh, it, so it does good. have like paranormal aspects sort of in it like I don't know if I'd necessarily class it specifically as a paranormal book because everything could be written off as not paranormal mm-hmm. but there is definitely like a paranormal influence I don't know I think my favorite no, part no there is the a book, bit of paranormal the girl with the purple eyes at the beginning that's cool that's Corvina no the no the, I know the um oh yeah like the old woman like yeah who, like, predicts the future. They're... but like that could just be like you know what I mean like it's 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 but it's yeah, like it's like, it's like a bit it's like unconvincing. It's like when you see a psychic and they tell you about your dead relative and you're like, is this real or do they just or are they like manipulating yeah. me? You know what but I mean? It's like, like is it just coincidence? Paranormal. Yeah. Everything was explained. That was really nice. I like that. Yeah. Oh I think Well, not everything was explained. Okay, but all of the paranormal as- aspects yeah. had a logical yeah, conclusion. Yeah. 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 Um, I think my favorite part of the book was just the tone. Like it's it's I feel like it's quite hard for authors to really transport people into that like universe. You know what I mean? But everything, like everything was amazing. Like the tone was amazing. You felt like you were on like this really cloudy, dark, like mountaintop, isolated, you know, like the old architecture and everything. I was imagining the the school from Matilda. You know how like with the creaky doors and everything and how Miss Honey had to like pull down 
the stuff to make it colourful. Like I was imagining it before it was colourful. Mm. I was like, this yeah. is what the school is. Yeah, because I was thinking it's like this like old castle that's just like mm. stone like floors and like yeah like stone walls and stuff with like literal like they were carrying around literal torches that you would light like it was very it was almost Lanterns, like a bit like yeah like a historical sort of thing. I got a little bit confused with that. I'm like, what 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 era are we in? But I think that's like part of it, yeah. like to make it like in that sort of like space out of time, and because they're like cut off from technology up there as well. Yeah. Sorry, Ziggy's having a very intense dream right now. <laughs> He's like <laughs> sleep barking. Um, yeah, totally. It kind of was like for me, I had to imagine like Hotel Transylvania as well in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like if that's energy. what it felt like. That's like the that. energy. It was like it Dracula was. vibes, eh? Yeah. Like well, they real, spoke yeah. a lot about Dracula. Yeah. It was very um, macabre. It was macabre. Dance macabre. Really Dance macabre. Yeah, yeah she fucking. She hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> um, what about our least favorite part? I have mine, and it's oh, so do you wanna, easy. Do you want to? I just, I have to. His <laughs> oh, obsession go, go, go. with her fucking nose ring. So <laughs> obsessed with her having a nose. It was so weird. I couldn't get out of it. It was like every time they had an interaction, every time she looked in the mirror, it was like, and I looked at my nose ring, and he kissed my nose ring, and I touched my nose ring. I was like, okay, we got it. Like you have a piercing in your nose. Like thank you. Can we move on now? <laughs> Can we? No. Yeah, you can move on. That was it. That was the only thing that annoyed me. That was just, it like pissed me off. I was like, okay, get over it. Mm. Um, there were two things that I didn't like. One is that the whole story wasn't rounded up. And that's just because I don't read series until all the books are out. Like, I just don't like, don't like leaving it. Yeah, it because I think about it a lot and it's just uncomfortable. But the other thing is like the tarot and shit. Like I just, it was fine, but my personal yeah. preference is if it wasn't there, it would make it better for me, but I understand why it was there. So I can deal with it. But like them yeah. telling that they love each other through tarot. That ugh. was so cute. That I thought that so was amazing. I loved that. Oh, it was so good. I just like It was so sweet. Mm-hmm. It was I like they had a little tarot. secret and nobody knew. Nobody yeah. knew. So they could have just gone in private and like, said it. It's still no, a secret. It wouldn't have been as dramatic. He, yeah. he had a public declaration of love for her. For yeah. Sure. And nobody else knows. Yeah. It was like their secret. Um, my least favorite part was the, and this is kind of like go, goes against what I said was my favorite part. In keeping with the tone, there were some aspects of it that did get a little bit cringy. Yeah. Just a little. No you shit, know? Sherlock. Tara yeah. saying I love you. No, that wasn't yeah, it, was just, it wasn't even just that. It was like slightly more specific things with like, you know, them always being like in her raven black hair and yeah. her purple eyes, you know, like just shit like that. And I just, yeah. I get the purple eyes like, bit because I feel like that was like a really important part of the book. But, but yeah. just as a concept, the, the, the purple eyes is like kind of cringe. Yeah. Because it just because it, it reminded me of my immortal. I think that was the main issue. I think it was. Oh, just, okay. I think my thing is on the same aspect of that. It's just like this, this extreme being like, I'm not like other girls. Like I have purple eyes and a nose ring and black hair. You guys hate that <laughs> shit with a <laughs> just passion. Do. The, You're when, like, when we just really push the, the alternative narrative. Normal. It's like, not about being to be A genetic just... freaking copy. You guys run your concentration camp. I'm Polish. I'm freaked out. I'm out of here. No, it's not that. It's just <laughs> like it's like I'm always I'm like a I'm like a for the girls girls. And there's yeah. nothing that annoys me more than like singling out women 
as like better as other people I'm for like really like bizarre girls. things like having black hair and purple eyes yeah but she wasn't actually like that like she no. didn't actually make a character like that but it, it just gave off a little gave bit of that energy go, yeah that was that was my least favorite part and i think especially just because like at the start because the story doesn't really kick off until like 50 percent of the way through like a lot of it is just building building mm. It was hard so, to get in a little it's bit. It's like, yeah, so yeah. I think the combination of like the sum of it being like a wee bit cringe and then being quite a slow start, like you just really do have to get through that first half of the book. But then it's like all oh, so worth it. Like by then you're so immersed in it that the rest of it just flies by. Do you ever find that the first half of the book is so much longer than the second half? Yeah, like all this, the time. Every time. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm at 50% now. The rest of it's going to take me an hour. The first bit took that? me three. Have the rest of it's going to take me TikTok. 10 minutes. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok? And it's like, we're done with the pleasantries. Show me your wiener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I felt in this yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> yeah. Talking about wieners. Sexy. Sexy Car. scenes. The car, which the is car. Really good scene. The car was a good scene. Good scene. My one it was a good was, scene. Although the um, vasectomy confused me. Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it I thought it was hilarious. So I, I was like, they didn't explain why he got it. That's why it was weird to me because if like there he was, was twenty eight like, years old. Why is he getting a vasectomy? <laughs> that was the weird bit for me, where it was like instead of just kind of explained in the end though because didn't they like talk about the end that like they were questioning having children because they didn't want to pass down like an awful lineage lineage. yeah they had a lot of problems it's a bit of a shit explanation i don't know um my favorite sex scene was when he had the piano in the dungeon and then he like sits her on the piano and he's like eating her out while like while he's playing and shit like mad mad shit man so Um, good i have he was really into eating out Good yeah, shit. it's great. Good representation. Mm. Yeah. Mine's a mix. Mine's either the ball scene. Oh, fingered behind the pole. Yeah, where like I don't, I'm not a fan yeah. of fingering, but like I like the idea of being like nobody knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the Ooh, second one, a little was... bit of a exhibitionist better. It's fun. It's exciting. Um, although that scene Listen, just like confused that scene confused me as a whole because like I don't know why it got so like weird and sexual but whatever it, I wasn't expecting it to head because in that he direction. was wearing a crow face no 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 not him like the personally like why why were they okay with all these students just like publicly fucking I'll have no oh, idea actually yeah that was the <laughs> other thing I forgot to mention that as my least favorite part because I got very confused there I was like why is that guy sucking that chick's tit? Like, did I miss? Yeah. I had to go think, back and like, try and work out what happened. Yeah, I think like the the vibe that she was going for was that like this anniversary of disappearances, like everybody's on edge, like emotion, all emotions are running high. You've got everybody together in one room, like everybody's wearing a mask, and she just sort of like pushed that narrative a bit. I think yeah. also to maybe make it seem like there was like some sort of mystical energy, which is why people were disappearing. Like, yeah, it was night. it was a little bit bizarre. something other at play. I, I, felt I wasn't a expecting Moulin Rouge. It. It, was. It, it did a little, didn't it? It um, did. It felt a little Moulin Rouge. And then my second favorite sex scene is like kind of half of a sex scene. It's a little bit of a cop out. But it's when they're at the top of the tower just before she hears um, the voice again that she thought had disappeared. And it's just that entire conversation that they have where he's like, I don't know, I love these conversations that are like quite common in like those possessive kind of books where it's like nobody else will ever make your body feel like this. Like I know exactly how your body's responding to me. Why don't we talk about that during 
um, what was it, does it hurt? And we were like, this guy isn't the only one who can make her squirt. Like, other men can do it no, too. No, but this, yeah, exactly. like but he was annoying. He wasn't good. Okay. This was so like a on the this tone. Was like, this was like a romantic yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's like, I can, like, okay. I know when you, like, because he was literally explaining exactly how she was feeling, like, reading her like a book. And she was like, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. No, I it's understand. Like so it's like, like tonal for you guys. It is tonal. Because you had yeah. it because her was meant to be like a darker romance, but we had issues with the tone being really lighthearted. So I think if you've got a lighthearted tone, you're bringing in language like that. It's not as. And also, like the the, the obsession of the obsession of squirting just made that conversation weird. It was just that aspect of squirting. Like he wasn't concentrating on one particular thing. He was just saying, like, I know you're turned on right now, and I can see your body responding to me. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Good book. What else have we got going on? It was a good oh, book. Oh, what else do we have going on? I yeah, actually, always okay. News. I'm, should I do like book news or podcast news first? Because it's separate. Your, um, your choice. Dealer's choice. Yeah, dealer's choice. All right. Let's do book news first. Bing bong, ding dong, sling slong, blong blong. Okay. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn, the news sector. Woo! Children crying, people screaming. Okay. <laughs> In news today, mm-hmm. Sarah Kate got second in religious fiction for her <laughs> priest book. For her priest book? The it's called Beautiful Sinner. <laughs> and it's <gasps> second in- Oh, those poor people. <laughs> oh, those poor, those poor clean Christian people. I've been holding on to the first book was like how to pray to god and the second book was sarah <laughs> oh <Good no>. <laughs> i'm sorry that is hilarious it's, oh, oh. Shit. it was fucking amazing oh that's um, a good mix up Britney nicole's dirty truth comes out yesterday in australia Came today in america yeah. so anyway in three days time this is being released so it has been released and she is on our podcast next week. Dropping bombs. Um, and we're very excited about it. Yeah. yeah All I will the authors. Oh, yeah, you I won't be here. I will be absent. Yeah, yeah, I have a wedding. So. Okay. It's wedding important. season. You're lucky you said that. I was definitely going to go with the excuse that you had the clap. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all because, okay, the reason why I took issue with that was that you were trying to promote that I did not practice safe sex, and it's just not true. But also, no, I would like to promote why myself would she as have a to, pioneer of Why would she safe have safe to, like, remove herself from a recording because she had the clap? Like, know. it's not. Maybe she's I'm just like, maybe my symptoms are just so bad that maybe I Maybe they to, are. Like, maybe she's time. burning. Also, if and she knew she it. had the clap, then she also already would have. Not honestly, it was a joke, and you guys are taking it like to another <laughs> level just for laughs. Because, like, once you find out you have the clap, all you have to take is like a couple of pills, and then you no longer have the clap. Let's talk about Greer Rivers. Okay, she okay. just released a book called Rouge based on Moulin Rouge. Oh, good shit. That, yeah, wait, is thought it you might like that. Rouge. 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 Or maybe it's Rogue. I don't know, but it's got Do Moulin like Rouge. I got the email. <laughs> I, don't I like know. Moulin Rouge. Um, Casey Keane, who is coming onto the podcast, she is a Why Choose author, a Flocker Cox author. Had Redemption was released last week. Nice. I put a post up on Smarthood like literally 20 minutes ago and it's already got like 200 likes because I put Flock of Cox in it. 
So well done, nice. Betty, for coming up with a winner. You know how to keyword that. Did I make that? Yeah, it was you. Scarlett St. Clair has put all of her audio books on Spotify. They're available to oh, everyone. Oh, because we're doing, and we're doing a touch of darkness soon in the series. I wanted. Maybe. I I thought that you'd be happy about that, Bay. I don't like Scott. audio books, but thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I can't do it either because, especially sixty books, because then I'm just like, ah, it's too much. It's, it's like it's too much. It hurts. The only it's, ones that yeah. I was able to listen to were Tail Swansters, and I thought that they because they're funny a bit, so it was like, yeah. But I've not gonna lie, I've it doesn't. It, does, it doesn't work for my bong. brain because I don't have a. I don't have a visual brain, so like audiobooks, I just like they're like mush in my head. I've got I feel like I've got an audio yeah. processing disorder. If I don't have subtitles, I don't know what's happening. Oh my god, <laughs> me too. But I yeah, think so that's I can't, because I'm semi blind. But I can't so I can't do audiobooks yeah. because I can't see the words. So like they're just muddled. Okay. Fun fact. Twenty seventh of April, Anna Huang releases The King of Wrath. Big news. So the second part of I... the arc that we read last time. Remember Ooh. the first one? Isn't King of Wrath already out? Mm. No. What's that was the something other? else of Wrath. Something else Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a two-parter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So they're all something of Wrath or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, maybe it's a different one. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I just put it down wrath? wrong. But something is in there. Yeah. This is a big one. Yeah, King of Wrath is already out, you numpty. Oh, okay, what's the next one? I'm having a look. Carry on, sorry. I'll get back to yours. This is big news. Mm-hmm. Hold on. We spoke to Mel about this and we were like, do it. Like, it's going to be amazing. We're so, we'll back you. No drama. Let's do it. King of Pride Bang. is coming out. Sorry. King of Pride. Bang Book Club book event vancouver 2025 wow nice i guess we're going to vancouver yes we are actually i'm saving i don't give a fuck if you guys are coming or not i'm on that plane and i'm on my way to canada let's start let's start saving so we can head to vancouver Yes, well, I'm waiting. If anybody wants to sponsor us, (laughs) well, we're sponsoring them, Betty. (laughs) What do you mean? We're so going to do all the recording and stuff. Okay, well, people should sponsor us to go to Vancouver. Someone should pay oh, for us to it. go there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we need like on. we need like an OnlyFans, but like for other women, just to like let us live their dream, like meeting authors <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> That's what a Patreon is, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, your girl turned thirty. She did. And you did. Yeah, and she um. She did not do well in the first few days. Were you upset? Oh my god, I had like a massive existential crisis. Like it was, I've never gone through anything like it before. But I do recommend turning 30. Now, I've like a week and a half later, I'm like, okay, I can own this. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 30. I'm still not 30, flirty, and fun. Uh, Isn't 30 the new 20? Apparently, Mm -hmm. do you know what your 30s are? Wow. Your twenties, but like with money. Mm. If you have, like, money, I spent a lot of money the other day, and I'm like, I have money left over, and it felt very good. Yeah. I was like, ten years ago, I could not do this. Ten years ago, I was like, two minute noodles or me goreng. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm... which steak do I want to eat when I go out? Um, that wasn't even yeah, an option I'm... before. I'm definitely still in my mid twenties poverty era. Same. Yeah. But no. I love living vicariously through you, Ola. Yeah, you spend oh, all that money, honey. babe. 
I have been. I've spent a lot and I've been feeling real good about it. Most of it has been on book events. Amazing. Nice. So that's been really exciting. My Qantas points hate me. I've been using them all. Big news. So we had the Swanster on last week. Oh, bing bong, ding dong. News is over. Um, <laughs> podcast news now. <laughs> we had the Swanster on last week. At the beginning of the year, we were talking about our goals for the podcast. And we, uh-huh. I don't yeah. think we had this on. We were talking about this between ourselves, about how many downloads meeting. we wanted in our board meeting, in yeah, our yeah. monthly board meeting, which happened three um, months ago. Beginning of end the of last financial time. year. Yeah, end of financial year meeting. Go on. We were talking about how um, how many downloads we want to get a month by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in the first two months of season two, we smashed it out of the water, like absolutely killed it by like a thousand downloads. Great. Man. Which is so, so, we've, so we've already exciting. hit our targets. Mm-hmm. We've already hit our targets. Now we've got to come up with new targets. Yeah, like our goals were shit. Apparently, we didn't have much reasonable. We're in six. Yeah, I thought it was really reasonable because it was like kind of adding up to what happened last year. But apparently, the Swan Star pulled everything out of the water for us, guys. Thank God for Swanny. Swan you later. She's a fan. She's a fan favorite. She, she is. She is. How could you not be a fan of her though? Yeah, she's got good chat. She writes well and she's just genuinely lovely. I yeah. know. You guys left afterwards and she and I were talking about thirst traps for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. We had the best time. I love her so much. They're all in Denver at the moment. Like, all the authors, all of them, are in Denver at the moment for a massive book fair. So if you're in Denver right now, fuck you because we want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Not particularly Denver, just with authors. Yeah, you know, if you're hanging out with take a, take a leave the the the, uh, the Denver part. Yeah, the, the, yeah, being there with authors. Yeah, <laughs> well, Denver, I think, is really pretty. It's Do you? It's like a really nice place to go. Where is it? Is oh, it Colorado. It's in Colorado. It's like mountainous. Oh, I like Colorado. I take that back. I want to be in Denver. I've never um, been to Denver or America, but I'm just assuming that it's like all of the other mountainous places that I have been to. Which are equally as lovely. Yeah. There's a trend at the moment. Oh, God. What's the trend? The trend. There's a couple. I can tell you a really gross one, and then I can tell you one that we're going to be doing. Because it kind of reminded <laughs> me of like when Betty told us about the trend with the vagina. Oh, babbing? Vabbing. There's Love one it. called igluing right now. <laughs> okay, go on. This is so bad. It's when you freeze your shit and use it as a dildo. That's not and a people trend. Are God, doing it. It's that's a not trend. a trend. That's that's a trend. There's a one-way ticket to a fucking kidney infection. There's so a one-way bad. ticket in a, to going to hospital. Because no, you have to shit in a condom to get it to... Hold it so, anyway, I love a... that you've already thought that through. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's not a trend. It's a kink. It's been around for a while. It's just getting traction. No, it's getting like trendy right now for some reason. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. Because anything bizarrely disgusting and gross in relation to sex will always be trendy. Because people are depraved. I don't know if I can get on board with that one. Yeah, it's pretty. It's something else. All right. So there is a, another trend right now where people are putting out the one-star reviews of books, like reading them out, and you have to guess what the book is. 
Have we have, have we wrote I'd feel kind of mean though. Like, what if I feel kind of bad when I think about one star reviews? I don't well. because like I think they're hilarious because, like yeah. we said before, like it doesn't actually dictate the quality of the book. It's just a person no, reading it the doesn't. book. It's just yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna read a one star okay. review for you, and you guys okay. have to work out what the book is. Okay, have we read the book? Yeah, like, do we yeah these him? are books that we've done on the podcast. Oh, easy. Okay. So you have okay. to bear with me. Betty, you're probably going to have to do a lot of editing because I have to find them in between on good rates. Why won't you just screenshot them? Because I'm not that them? fucking smart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, carry on. Not super into the whole greasy older man obsessed with the younger heroine's big old titties thing. Is that fucking um, Sarah Kate? Is it? No. Your dad will do? What greasy old man is into big old bitties? Think about oh, greasy, dirty man. Jade or Ijima? No. Greasy, dirty man. We were talking about this recently because I was like, I liked how like gross he was. Is it my killer vacation? My killer vacation. Oh, I don't think. Oh. He, I don't think he referenced her bitties once. He did one time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, her big old titties. And then that warranted the one star review. Do you remember the time that I disliked a book and I'm pretty sure I gave it, like, two stars because they used the word titties in it? Yeah. Because they used the big old titties. Yeah. Didn't say it. I would have known. I didn't even notice them using that. That wasn't, like, a key element. Yeah, they were talking about how big her boobs are at one point. Interesting. What's a fucking romance book? All the heroines have big tits and arms. Yeah, you don't really see a romance book where she's like, she's flat as a board. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. But I would like okay. some representation, honestly. So if anybody wants to release, yeah, one of you those deserve um, a cup representation. I do. Um, there is a book at the moment that I'm reading, actually, and it is amazing. And I invited the author on, didn't ask you guys because I don't care because I want to speak to her. And <laughs> I was like I in like. full shock when I went onto her. Instagram because I was recommended this book by several people and it's called Leviticus and Ooh. it's about people in a cult. That sounds kind of fun. BDSM on the yeah. side, like Ooh. they it's their hidden kinks, but they're in a religious cult. Love it. She that has two hundred followers on fucking Instagram, and it blew my mind. Her name is El Sparrow. She's coming onto the podcast. I thought you hated sodomy. So you're a big anti sodomy. Yeah, like relig- like the religious thing. They don't really like, talk I about the religion out. that much. It's more like how they're trying to get out of the cult. Got you. Okay. Oh, so it's, so it's less about like religion and more about like the cultish behavior. Yeah. I do love that it's called Leviticus though, like a big... Yeah. Big Each off. of the brothers have got um a name, uh, which they, is... Like, and the their disciples. surname is Temple. Yeah, they're called the... like John, Paul, and Mark. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what the other brothers' names are. They've got really strange names, but like... Their surname, they are like super culty names, and the surname is like Temple or something. Oh, like it's nice. Yeah. Right, we know this one, but I have to say it. Names. It's Icebreaker, obviously. Yeah, the book would have been better if all the characters <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that one up. I had to. I had to. I had to. You were giving us shit earlier about bringing up Icebreaker. You like, know, we've talked about it like, every episode. Okay, here's another one. On I it. want to burn the characters alive. That could have been any book that we'd read. <laughs> yeah. No, it really couldn't. It's it was just Icebreaker. 
Just icebreaker. But um, Leviticus, you guys, listen, it changed my life. It was amazing. <laughs> I Jesus. actually genuinely love it that much. I think I'm okay. finally going to get around to reading Den of Vipers this month. Oh. Have you not read it? No. Oh, I've been on my head. TBR for a while. Den of Vipers just, it's is a good one. It, it's no storyline. I don't fine. actually know High what the story action. is about. It was just, it was just sex and action and murder. And Perfect. Death. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like a like a, a woman's version of like an action movie. Amazing. Even better. Yeah. That's what I need. Okay. Have you got one? Yep, I've got one. <laughs> oh god. Oh no! It's gonna give it away. Fuck. All right. Jesus, because everyone keeps using the name in it because they keep Just going, do does it hurt? It. Yes, it does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all of the one star reviews. Are. Oh my yes, God, I think. Reading this hurt. The next one is, unfortunately, it does in fact hurt. My head hurts after reading this book. Oh my God, did you know that's what I put in the description of the episode, of the Does It Hurt episode? Like I know, I read it. Like, I was like, yeah, so Does rough. it hurt? And then I replied with, yeah, it did hurt. Oh my God, yeah. that's so funny. Um, there's no way that I could have done that one without giving it away, unfortunately. And my Goodreads has just died on me. That's fine. Well, I think if you're going to write a one-star review, be clever, be funny, be punchy about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't just be like, it was shit because there was this in it. You know? You know? Say something like, I wish all the characters died. (laughs) It would have been better if all the characters died. (laughs) Because it's just hilarious. That was was really something else. It's hilarious. And it weirdly doesn't actually come across as that malicious. No, because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, like one. Yeah, like it's a, they, the person just very clearly got their point across that they did not like the book. There's nothing I hate more than when people write good re- good read reviews and they come across as like a literacy study. I just like, found yeah. one, like which 10, is amazing. There's like ten points to each of the review. Yeah, this book can go fuck itself. Could it be any fucking book? I know it could, but I just like. Pen pal. Yeah, but that's not like... <laughs> oh, that's just like a grumpy one Be like, this is sad. Holy fucking shit, bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a clever one-star review. Yes, I love, I love one-star reviews. I've seen some shockers recently. Do you know what I've seen recently, which is like blowing my mind? What? I don't tag authors in episodes that we don't rate it well. Of yeah. course. I'm like, it's because it's just a little bit cruel to do that. Yeah. People yeah. are like fully rating authors, giving them shit reviews, and then nagging the shit out of them for <laughs> yeah, a response. It's like a bit to like, be like, much. That's strange. It's awkward. Do you know what happened the other day? Wait, was it yesterday? I think it might have been yesterday or the day before. Um, we were all just sitting around the lounge and mine and Betty's flatmate's boyfriend picked up my Kindle and opened it. And it, it was, I'm reading um, Promises and, Pom- and Pomegranates by Sarah Miller at the moment. And I thought it was like a relatively tame page. It's pretty tame. We read it out and, and, then my, and then Dane was like, were you just reading that, just sitting in the lounge with everyone? And I was like, that's fucking <laughs> nothing. nothing. And then yeah. Betty just... Betty just pipes up and goes, wait, wait until you get to the incest. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
I feel like that's a secret between us, even though we tell the whole world about it. Well, that I don't mind reading into this book. Yeah, but like some of the like weird kinks that we've been reading that we're really into, yeah. like shit. I read the fucking Sarah Kate's new book. I really want to read that. Holy shit, G. Oh my god, <laughs> my kink has unlocked to a whole new level. Oh like god. I need daddy energy hard right now. Oh and god. this guy, the one on the cover, he is the main Looks photographer like of like. Yeah, he does look like Santa. His he name looks like is hot Santa. I think his name is like Waver or something. I don't know. He's German. And yeah. he, Wanda, Vanda is his name. Vanda. Yeah. And he takes <laughs> photos for all of the other authors. But oh, then he does like all of gonna... the daddy shoots for for, as, as himself. He's going to be at Rare. He was just in Denver and everyone lost their fucking minds because he went oh to Amy Dawes. Oh, another piece of news. Amy Dawes um, movie out. came out. Yeah. I watched part of it. I had to stop part of it. Why did you have to stop? I can't do cringe. Okay. Mm. It's, it's, it's going to be go, but it's going to be like cringy. a, yeah, because it's going to be like a Hallmark movie. Oh no, it's beyond that. Oh, okay. This great. is a, like whole... a lifetime. Kind of. Lifetime movies. Yeah. You would I love like lifetime movies. It's like a bit like you like it because it's bad. It's like the same reason why we love the after movies. They're terrible. Yeah. I hate after. Like, so. But we'll watch them over and over again. Yeah. I was having on the premise of like us reading awful shit and like forgetting that other people don't live in the same universe as us. I was having a conversation and I was like, if I would like the group was like, if I was to start like dating again, at what point in the conversation do I mention that I read incredibly smutty, disgusting books and First I talk day. about them publicly? I know I was thinking about that too I was like what if Josh and I break up and then I end up on a date with someone and they're like what do you do for a hobby and I'm like read porn then they're yeah, gonna think and then that yeah. I'm like talk about it and thousands of people listen to it that's yeah, what I like, mean like yeah. how do I and tell I somebody like, that and I feel like their first question would be are you going to talk about our sex life yeah I don't know. I feel like they'd be more concentrating on the fact so, if you come after Josh, just know that whatever weird shit you do, it's going on the podcast. But also like do you think that it's like a like an intimid like people would be intimidated by it? I don't know. You this really open dialogue about My sex. issue is like, how do you have that conversation and then also be like, don't overtly sexualize me, please? Yeah. Like just you're worried about I that when about we started the podcast. Yeah, well I don't like I, I can talk about sex and I'm all for sexual liberation, but I don't want to be sexualized because I can talk about sex. Those are two very different yeah. things. Talking yeah. about sex and like being sexualized, and it's like how do you tell somebody you're like, Hey, nice to meet you. Um I don't have a problem talking about sex on a public platform with my face attached to it. Welcome to the gang. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on the podcast. See how they feel about it. Like, we can, they're like we can interview them and be like the no. dating show. See how no, they we'd see just be how really, they really mean. No, well, you might be. I'm not mean. a bitch. You guys keep forgetting that I'm not like you two. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are assholes to people. I'm I don't not. know. I'm already too. Much I have friends like... outside of the two of you. I always forget that. I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm too much. I'm like a person that's hard to like like anyway. So to be like, hey, like you're struggling in this that's environment. That's not true. You're very lovable. But I forced myself into your life. 
Yeah, but a lot of people don't have the tenacity that you have. Nobody does. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to because it's fucking hard work, man. Try like getting both of your love is like ripping fucking nails out. <laughs> it's like oh, how do I get man. them? How do how do you get them to love you? Read porn with them. But it's fine, right? Yeah. Because I can be hmm. a hermit my entire life and just accumulate porn novels and then get any gratification through my porn novels. Honestly, that sounds like a dream. Which I will be doing. I've already told... I'm currently living that dream. Well, I've literally already told um, Dane and George that when they buy a property, I will be moving to said property and living there for the rest of my life. Yeah. Are you kind of announcing that you're single now? Well, I'm announcing that I'm a hermit. Yeah. I'm announcing that I'm a hermit, but the fact that I'm single isn't really relevant. Well, I'm not no, like, I'm not I'm just saying because she was re- talking about her dating. I'm not putting myself out there to receive like requests. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I wasn't sure. I'm, I'm just saying, I just wasn't sure if we were talking about it. Or yeah. Not I'm not in a relationship anymore. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, it happened. Oh, a bit of a... <laughs> But anyway, that's why she just needs to follow me around Honestly, like my poor spinster sister. I want to vicariously like, live through your dating life because no, you don't I'm... because I I just Betty doesn't even want to date. But you did <laughs> just thing. for like a couple of weeks and it was amazing. I had a moment and then someone touched me and then it was all over. Ah, oh. <laughs> I I actually understand that. Not in like a weird way, and like they tried to hug me and it was too much, and I was like, oh, not again! Don't, don't touch me. <laughs> Well, they didn't try to hug me. They tried to lift me out of my seat. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck did that? Was that security guard? No. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to lift someone out of their seat. What is it? <laughs> out of your, out of your car seat. Enough, would you like out, of, out of the driver's right side. Would you like to hear the story? Would you like to hear the story? Of course I want to hear the story, but can I just say something? I'm not skinny enough for the dating world right now. <laughs> People are lifting each other's out of seats. This is not okay. Um, so pick somebody up to go for a drive and like just park out at a lookout point. Please and, tell like... me he wasn't in a convertible. <laughs> no, I was driving. It was my car. I don't... <laughs> I wanted an escape method. I wanted to be able to dump him on the side of the road and leave at any point, right? Very my smart. My car. Pick Just them in up. case anyone's wondering, do this. Yeah, pick them up, went for a drive, got fish and chips, sat at a lookout point, right? Romance. We're chatting. Already enough weird things have been said about, like, you're an enigma. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Just Wait, like, he's saying this to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, please. So I was already like. Fucking down the wrong tree. Like, interesting. Not- like, very. Like, lovely person, genuinely lovely, very happy, never had anything bad happen to them in their entire life. Just, like, the epitome of, like... Healthy. Of, yeah. Normal. Of health- yeah, but those people, they don't survive. <laughs> no, not a survivor. Under- not survivors. Not, survivor, not interested. Right. Boring. Which is, like, fine. Um, you need to then- have some kind of trauma to date one of us. And then we were like, that's what I see. <laughs> It's too boring without it's just, it. Like, we, we need trauma boring. in our yeah. lives. And then we were talking and we got onto the topic of conversation. And it was, like, so where he was genuinely just, like, prodding, like, why are you the way that you are? Like, what, like, what is going on? And I just was, like, 
talking i was like yeah well you know haven't had like the easiest of lives like blah blah blah, blah. enjoyed the limited amount of time we spent together because i didn't really i didn't see him i saw him like twice and it was all in public spaces and then i shoot him on his way and then as i'm talking right he like he sat in the passenger seat and he turns to me and he just like scoops one arm around my lower back and one under my legs and then just begins to lift me out of my seat it's so strange. I'm very confused. So strange. I have a lot of questions. No indication that this was happening. No conversation. Why was he li- But why? I like to do I, what though? Like, what was the to angle? move me onto top of him? Oh, so he was picking you up to put you on him? Yeah, but like that wasn't plan. the vibe of the car. We were talking about my trauma and why I had why I was the way that I was and how like different we were as people like because he literally <laughs> he, was me. he was like barking up the wrong tree he was basically like yeah. what is wrong with you like in the kindest terms he was like why are you the way that you are so i was like giving like a brief like overview like in very limited detail about like you know things have happened these are the things i don't like these are my boundaries i don't like touch Right, yeah, and then so he I'm was gonna like, touch you and put you so on my I'm lap. Gonna, like I'm gonna pick you up, and as soon and as soon as that happened, I was like, I got, I got to get out, I got to get out of here as quick. I like, I can't, I've got to get out of here as quickly. I don't know what to fucking do. So I was like, I gotta pee, I gotta pee so badly, and I like. I fully could imagine you just freaking out on him, though, being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I can imagine you doing that as well. But I was like, I had to be so polite. Like this man. It's like twice the size of me does jujitsu is like bulky as shit. So I just had to like deal with it in the best way that I could. Not that I believed he would cause me harm, but like there's always a risk there. Right. So I just had to be like being a woman. Okay. Like, you know what? That just makes me so angry that you couldn't just be like, can you not touch me? Because you were afraid of his sight. Like, like, I just had to be like, I literally, I literally just said like, Hey, I've like, I said like, what are you doing? Like, and, and then I was like, I've reached my capacity of touch. Like, we're at, I'm at my capacity. Like, we're done. And then he put me down. And then I just, like, entertained the conversation for, like, five, ten more minutes. And I was like, I've really got to pee. And then I just uh, zoomed out of there, like, as quickly as I fucking could. <laughs> and oh I blocked God, him on everything. So and just I'm like, not it's just a weird So it wasn't it's that just, guy that I you mean, went I on the really... date with who kept talking to you about health food? It was that one. No, it's that guy. That's what I thought, because he also did jujitsu. Yeah, it was the same person, but he'd left and he left his. Too I was happy, but I was never gonna see him again. But then he left. Retriever. No, and then he left his jacket in my car, like a thirteen-year-old girl ensuring a second date. So I had to see him again to return his jacket. What a pussy! Like I hate calling it's men just, pussies, but that's such a pussy move. Like if you know it's weird, not gonna like, work. Yeah, like how how like if you're laying it down in quite like clear terms, how could you not pick up the vibe that that's such an inappropriate thing to do? But I'd also just like literally had explained like after he's been like, "What is wrong with you?" I'd literally just been like, "Hey, these are like my problems, and these are where I get them from, and this is what you're dealing with." So like, here's black and white what you can and can't do. Here's my boundaries, and he was like, "That's interesting. I'm a break one right now." And then that was it. And that was it. That was the um, extent of the dating done. I'm done. I imagine that he, in his mind, he was like, nobody doesn't want me to touch them. 
Like I'm that amazing. Yeah, like he would have just been yeah. so sure. Like, and I guarantee, she wants me to touch her. I guarantee, because he probably lives in like an all-male flat, he went back to his flat and he's like, yeah, I fucking sunk there. And then like three minutes later, he would have checked his phone and he would have been blocked on everything. <laughs> yeah, dude. So here's a tidbit yeah. for information for the men that watch us. If I'm in a seat, or if a woman's in a seat that she's intending to sit in, it means that she wants to stay in that seat because that's where she's sat. <laughs> Unless she sits so on like, you, then the maybe you can start moving her around. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your knee's gone. If the, the only time where it's responsible to pick up a chick is if you're fucking her and you've consented it, A, or B, you've got a daughter who needs to be carried around. <laughs> and she's shouted up. Somebody goes, pick me up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, C, if your girlfriend is sitting on your leg and your leg's gone numb and you've got to change legs. <laughs> Those are the only there. three times where it's acceptable to pick up a woman. Yeah. Like, don't. even then you still have to have consent. If your leg is dying and she's and you're like, can I pick you up to move you? And she's like, no, you're fucked. You're getting amputated <laughs> before you can move her. So yeah, that is the extent of my dating and I am now becoming a hermit because obviously we live in a world now where you can just lift people out of their fucking seats. I don't like that. It's just weird that it was like, he, he did it in your car. I was, I needed like, to, power what if? Like, but in like a bad way. What if you know? my handbrake failed? It's like a, I'm not in the driver's seat yeah. anymore. I guess we're crashing, motherfucker, because you couldn't just let me sit in my seat. See, men don't think about logistics. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what they're worried about, the logistics. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. In like, their heads, they're going. They think about everything. The only time, the only heads. thing I could think of the entire time, I was like, "This is a great podcast story. Like, do it for the podcast, Betty. <laughs> do it for the podcast, Betty. It is. It's an amazing podcast story. And officially, we hate all men again, and that's why we have book boyfriends. Brittany Nicole yeah. next week. Yes, have a good Brittany one, Nicole's team. the shit. It's going to be amazing. It's only going to be Betty and I, so it's going to be way more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy you your wedding, bitch. do not know how much value I bring to you. I, I do know. It's you bring the so most. Boring. It's going to be I shit without this you. Yeah, I don't fucking talk. You so are it's literally just going to be Ola. Yeah, it's going to be Ola having <laughs> a chat with her friend. Podcast? I don't know. For fun stories like this. <laughs> yeah. We only get it like a once a season, but when we do, it's a cracker. You're welcome. So worth it. Okay. Right. Bye, t- Bye, team. Bye, Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.